Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Love is hotter than snow. It's bad to the bone. It's tougher than Cindy Stumpo's a general contractor. Look, whatever happens between the roof and the foundation, we'll be talking about it. For 25 years and counting, Stumpo's been building houses and shattering stereotypes. Building a home and building a life. This is what this show is all about. Cindy Stumpo is tough as nails. And welcome to Cindy Stumpo on Tough as Nails on WBZ News Radio 1030. And I'm here with my daughter, Sammy. Hey, Sammy, what's going on, honey? I don't know. Who am I? I don't know. What are you? Never mind. Who I are came you? from you, so t- you just told me. What did you tell me today? That you own me till the day you die. No, no. The saying is, my father said to me, "I owe you till the day I die, Cindy." Now I owe you, Samantha, till the day I die, and it's pretty fine that we said that because the sometimes conversation- I think it's own, not owe. No, I own you, and I owe you. So let's get the two O straight. All right, own and owe. I own you. Okay. I think she confuses the two a lot. So tonight's topic is keep your children out of your divorce drama. Not if you can keep your children out of your divorce drama. So the conversation is going tonight. I have a friend and um, somebody that I was blown away when she was separating. Um, never saw that one coming, and how she handled things. And I was separated first. So Corinne, I Hi. want you to introduce yourself and what you do and who you are. Hi, I'm Corinne Wired. Um, I've been friends with Cindy for 20 years, and uh, I'm a marketer. I've been in uh, financial services and a couple of other industries, and I have brought two children up as a married woman and then as a divorced co-parenting woman. Okay. And by the way, some days we're friends and some other, some other days we're killing each other. Okay? <laughs> so our boys are really close. And, and Chad's a uh, golfer and Corinne's son is Chad's best friend. And his... Well, he's like a brother to me, but caddy. He's his caddy. We call him, we call him caddy. Um, but Mikey's like another son to me. And, and Chad's like a son to Corinne. So it's the same yeah. thing. And then we have Dr. Melinda here to keep the conversation calm here. So go ahead, Dr. Melinda. Hi, I'm Melinda Gachois. I am the director of the MSW program at Simmons University School of Social Work. I'm also the acting director now. I am also a professor and I'm a licensed independent clinical social worker. I have a doctorate in social work and have um, had many years as a clinical therapist working with children, families, couples. I specialize in trauma experienced by children. Okay, let's get right to it because the clock runs on us fast. Okay, we're going to open up this show just like this. Why is it Corinne, she's divorced, I'm divorced. We coexist with our ex-husbands. We want to coexist with our ex-husbands for the sake of our children. Some people find Corinne and I weird. And I got separated before Corinne and our boys tied in. So maybe Corinne took a page out of my book without even realizing she took a page out of my book, and maybe she didn't. Maybe she did it however she wanted to do it. But I find that people think that Corinne and I are weird, and I get that. And I have a fiancé that says, boundaries, boundaries, and, you know, he's very black and white. There's no boundaries. I have a kid in turmoil. I need his dad there. I don't need his dad there for me. I need his dad there to support me with my children, to help them grow into adults. So... When I hear we're not normal, Corinne and I, that bothers me. Because I think people that use their kids as weapons, they're not normal. 
I think they're sick and I think they're twisted because they're using their kids to get to each other. Because how I see divorce is that one person walks out on the other typically. One person is hurting more than the other. One person is so thrilled to be out that door and the other person's going in shock, like, what I do? Like, and they're, they're home. And let's say, I don't even know the percentage. Do you know, do you know the percentage? I mean, there was a time most men walked out on women. Um, I think there's not a lot of clear evidence on who's filing okay. first for divorce. Um, but in most situations, like you've described, people either know things are bad, but they don't expect that their partner is going to leave them, or they've been in denial for a while about how bad things can be. Okay, so you know that you're living under a roof, and you're fighting. It's not a happy environment, so the kids are getting nothing out of that environment, correct? Yeah. I mean, maybe they might be getting their basic needs met, but they're not getting their emotional needs met. Okay. Would kids rather see mom and dad living under the same roof, killing each other, or away from each other, and getting along, or just don't talk to each other? I think kids want to feel like they're okay, and the best way to do that is when you're when your parents aren't tearing each other apart in front of you. So while divorce is painful, oftentimes when you talk to kids about living in a home where parents try to stay together for the benefit of the kids, oftentimes that doesn't really help the kids in the long run. So that doesn't work. Yeah, making the, I mean, as you both know, making the decision to separate to divorce is a huge decision. It's a major life-changing decision. It's like death. Yeah, no, it really it is. is. I mean, in studies of stress, uh, it is. divorce rates sometimes higher than death because everything changes in your life around that. But um, kids really just want their parents to be okay. I can tell you this real fast. I lost a brother. My parents separated. I think that's kind of the norm. You lose a child and something goes wrong. Um, I think the blame game, whatever it is. And then they found their way back together. I was devastated. I'm in my 20s. I'm devastated, like devastated. So I could never even, I never would have thought I could do this to my kids because they only separated. But the thing is, you're not doing it to us. It doesn't hurt us. It makes us better. You, you having that mentality is the wrong way to do it. Okay. Our, so our kids see, have actually told us. Go ahead, they, Our kids have told Let's us. Let's start with your story, Corinne. Go so ahead. So we separated when our kids were like 13 and 9. And we, it was 20 years of marriage. And I don't know that they saw us fight a lot or saw the tension that was there. They were surprised. And what we said to them was, we want to remain friends and we want to co-parent as best as possible. And I think that's the part that people find is weird, is that not only are you coexisting, but you're coexisting as well as you did, if not better, than you did as married couples. Yeah, and that shouldn't be weird. It should be the norm. norm. It it's should be not, the practice. Though. Let's yeah. get let's no, be realistic here. I, it's I, not I the norm. It was weird to me. My friend was like, "Oh, I'm at my dad's tonight, and I can't see my mom." It wasn't like that for us. If I wanted to go spend time at my dad's, I could go there. If I wanted to be at my mom's, I could be there. It wasn't like scheduled. That's weird. Dad's gonna beep the Weirdly horn, right? <laughs> beep the horn, and the child's gonna walk out of the house. Come on, folks. This is 2019. Like, get over yourselves. Grow up and become adults. You have a marriage. You started off, you walked down this aisle, and you said, this is forever. Corinne, was this forever? I had no, never, we talked about it. We weren't going to get divorced. We both came from, you know, marriages Mar that yeah. our parents' marriages weren't successful, and we didn't want that for ourselves, and never, ever expected that this would be the case. But it happens. But it happens. Okay. And usually, I always say, one person typically gets more hurt than the other. You know, some people act like surprised that their husband walked out the door, or their wife walked out the door. 
come on, guys, dude, like you, your wife walked out the door. You had to know you were doing something wrong for a long time. If the husband walked out the door, come on, lady, wake up. You didn't see it coming? There's signs that your marriage is falling apart. You're fighting in the house. But still, one person plays the victim. It seems like one person in the couple is always the victim. And the victim throws everything on their kid's shoulders. And I hate that. Technically, mm. the kids are the victim, not you or the other person. I agree. Yeah. I mean, okay. we knew our children were going to be hurt somehow. And, and we wanted that to be minimized as best as possible. And that's why we continue to put them first. Everything was about having the kids be first through the process. And our separation and divorce took a long time because we did put the kids first. And Yeah, but Corinne, you can say that and you say very articulately that, you know, we put the kids first. But the truth is, you and Kevin are friends. Right. Well, that's why. And it, it comes easy. easy. It, well, it doesn't always come easy. No, I not mean, always. I, Sometimes it, you want to poke his eyeballs yeah, out. And, and, Joe, and, and we could put him and Joe in a, in, in a cage yes. and put them together at times. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> but those were the times that I would actually be really candid with our sons and say, you know, I'm not really happy with your dad right now. And I don't want you to, you know, I, I don't want to take it out on you. So if I am, you know, let me know. Hit me over the head and let me know so you don't have the brunt of this. And I don't know how Kevin would say to the kids, but he would say to the kids as well. And if there was a Thanksgiving coming up or some other family uh, event and I didn't feel like I could be amicable there, I wouldn't go. And it was just how we handled yeah, it. I did that too the first yeah. couple of Christmases, right? Mm -hmm. I think we've all done that. Yeah. So this show tonight is, and we're going to go to break in a few seconds, but the show tonight is about trying to teach people, and, and the doc in the room is going to help us, how to do this and how to do this smartly and how to care about them before yourself. I'm Cindy Stemple, and this is Tough as Nails on WBZ News Radio 1030. We'll be right back. Sponsored by Florin Decor, National Lumber, and Village Bank. And I'm Cindy Stumpo on WBZ News Radio 1030, and I'm here with my co-host Samantha, and I'm here with Dr. Melinda, director of the Simmons School of Social Work, and my friend Corinne, a divorced mother of two. Okay, go ahead. Somebody asked me a question. I'm tired of asking questions tonight. Go ahead. Cindy, what do you think is the best part of being friends with Joe, your ex-husband? Nothing. No. <laughs> <laughs> Zero right now. Okay, you're asking me on a really bad day today. Um, look, my kids are becoming now young adults, right? Samantha's 32. Chad's 25. Sometimes she thinks this. Um, but Sammy's now on her own, and she's flying, and she has wings, and she doesn't need mommy and daddy. She does. But if it means, you know, we went out for dinner the other night. It was, you know, Ray, myself, my parents, whatever. There was a time, like, Joe would be there. I would be there. We're setting a little bit of boundaries just because he's got a girlfriend. And I have a fiancé, and, you know, sometimes it gets a little uncomfortable for, I actually, Ray, get over it. Um, <laughs> but at the end of the day, there's no there was never boundaries. But for special occasions like my birthday, everybody's there. It doesn't have to be no, one no, or the it, other. No, no, it didn't matter. We used to go out for dinner three nights a week. It did not matter. But Corinne just asked me a question, you know, are you friends with Joe? No, she uh, said, what is the best part about being friends Oh, with the Joe? best part. I, look, everybody has that something. She doesn't have to go home to him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, Sammy's doing all the crapping on her dad right now. No, um, I'd have to say that where I was going with what I, what I was saying, and I had one of those menopause moments. Sorry, guys. Um, right now, Samantha's good. You know what I mean? She's in a good place, and life is good, and she's growing up, and 
and that's great. But I still have a 25-year-old that's a little lacking behind, and he needs his mom and dad. He needs stability. He needs direction. He still needs help trying to figure out his life. And that's where all of our energy is going. So we're actually fighting more over him than we fight over our own stupid things that are really nonsense. And here we go. We go with why we probably ended up apart to begin with. And I see it now clearer than I've ever seen it in the last four years. I see it so clearly. He parents one way and I parent another way. We don't parent anything alike. So I want him to have my back and he wants me to have his back. I'm a control freak. I know my way's right. I don't care. I know who I am as a human being. I know the way I was brought up and I know what I deliver. I'm reliable, I'm responsible, I'm dependable, I'll be there for you, I'm loyal. I'm all the things that my mom and dad created in me. And I've created that in my own daughter. But I had my daughter full time. The other one, he lives in my, you know, different culture. You know, his parents are from Italy. He was the first born here. Brother, two sisters, much older than him. He was an oops, oops, here you are. And he's like the spoiled little rich boy, that's what I call him. And I'm, and I don't know, it just, the best part is that we have each other's backs when we need to have each other's backs, okay? And right now, that's when one of your kids are in turmoil. When, when their lives are not going nice and <laughs> going down I-95, the mom and dad are going to be there. And, and you're describing unconditional love. Of course, exactly. And, uh, and I think sometimes in a lot of relationships that, that fall apart, um, sometimes parents lose the capacity for unconditional love because their wounds are so great from the divorce itself. And so I think that's remarkable and that the two of you were able to maintain that the whole time at all times. You had, it sounds like you both had resources in your own lives and support from your own family and other people in your lives so that they could take care of you so you could be present for your kids. And that's well, not I don't, always I don't think there Corinne for everyone. Had, I don't think Corinne had that at all. <clears throat> I did. Yeah, I had Nina and I had Nona. Of course, I, I did. I was lucky. I had Nina, my grandmother, my Nona, my mother-in-law. I loved, like, my own mother. I mean, I, I was brought up in a family that you marry that man, you don't ever say anything bad about your mother-in-law, your father-in-law. I don't even understand that whole, you know, keep your mother away, keep your mother away. I think it's all disgusting, by the way. People, that's disgusting when you're rude to each other's parents, okay? But Corinne, you, I'll ask you back the same question. Um, I, I think it's the same thing. It, it's knowing that you have that union of the two of you as parents who are friendly, who do have each other's back. I mean, that's actually was a saying that we said when we sat down with the kids to tell them that we were separating is that we are going to remain a family and a family has each other's backs. And, you know, probably five years ago when our youngest son was a senior in high school and he wanted to get a tattoo, he actually has on his back a family crest, which we, of course, don't have. And in the family crest are um, all of our initials. And he did that because he said we've demonstrated, all of us have demonstrated how we have each other's back. That is a great story. And again, I, you know, it may seem out of the ordinary, but that should be the norm. Okay, so let's get there. Are, is Corinne and Cindy Stumpo norm or the abnorm? I feel like I want you two to be the new norm. <laughs> um, but in today's society. You know, I think people are getting better about how they separate. There's more information out there. There's more, I mean, there's people have all sorts of resources that they didn't have access to 20 or 30 years ago when it came to how to take the step, the steps to prepare kids I, I and be more honest. people are going to therapy. Okay. And I'm going to be honest. There's no rule book on how to be a mother. Yeah. There's no rule book on how to be a sister. There's no rule book on how to be a daughter or a wife. 
you just do the right thing. It's yeah. called doing the right thing. Tell We're me just all stumbling around trying to do the best that we can. Okay. I, I have to say, I don't know about you guys, but we didn't go to therapy for this. Neither I mean, we. I was probably the only one who was in consistent therapy because I never yeah. went. <laughs> yeah, but Cor- Corinne, Corinne needs therapy. No, <laughs> my God, I do. I, I, I love therapy. We all do. I don't like the fit therapy. I hate where you're therapy in it for life. But I, I believe in going to therapy when you need it, and if you have a situation that you need to forego, and then stop, and then if you have another one, you go. But I, I, we sort of figured it out on our own. And, you know, we stumbled at times. Everybody stumbles at times. And here's the crazy part of this whole, her family, my family. So we get separated. And I think no one saw that one coming in Newton. All our friends, no one saw, nobody saw that coming. But this one over here, I thought she was Ozzie and, and Harriet <laughs> Nelson, whatever it was called, the Ozzie and Harriet show. So when I heard that one coming, I went, whoa. Like I didn't never, like Miss Perfect Mother of the Year. Like that's how I saw her. You know what I mean? Like. She can cook. She can work. She, I can't cook nothing. So my son was always going to her house to eat. And then her <laughs> son was coming to my house to eat because Nona was cooking. Nona was cooking or my grandmother. Me, I can't make a cup of coffee. Anyways, now you got these two families where these two boys are the best of friends. Start this career in golf. Yeah. And then now you they're, can put... They're thick as thieves. You, yeah. you put two families together. <laughs> now we got not... I, there's not like one ex-husband. I got two ex-husbands. Oh, yes. I have Corinne's ex-husband. I have Joe. And I've got Corinne I got to fight with, and I got to fight with. It's and like, I have the same it's thing. It's one We're big family. We're marrying. We're, and I was traveling for business all the time. So so she calls me and says, let's go for dinner. I'll say, uh, no, no, I don't want to hang out with you. She won't hang out with me then. No, and people say, how do you guys get along? We don't. And we, we just don't. love each other. <laughs> we do, and, and we've had phone calls where I'm like. Yeah, and, and I'm going Cindy, like this. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you I'm do going, have a lot to say. I'll, it's I'll, good stuff, though. No, no, I want to I want to tell, listen, I'm going to. I'm going to break your face when I see you. Okay? <laughs> I mean, said with love, though, right? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I and I know it. Yeah. I know it. And I just listen. And then there's times where I want to call her. I get texts from Cindy at 1030 at night that are, you know, five pages long. Yeah. And, and, uh, and every we're in there is spelled wrong. Yes. And, and, there's, then I'll and te- there's no commas and punctuation. No, none. And then my name is spelled 12 different ways. And, <laughs> but but it, what I'm saying is we just stumbled through this. And the beauty is, Chad is like my third son. He he's just part of the family. As Michael's just part of their family. And Samantha is Mikey's sister. Yeah, and and they, Sammy had something happen, and we were out. You you were in Florida, and we were out somewhere. And she said she was on her way to the emergency room. And I said, oh, Michael, yeah. you need to go. And if you can't go, I'll go. I mean, that's just how we are. And Michael went with her to the emergency room. And then I said, Michael, does she need you know me to come stay with her tonight? Because I knew she, otherwise she would be in Cindy's house. And he's like, Mom, that's so nice. But I think she'll find that weird. <laughs> no, you have to understand. We're talking about right now two families, right? That we're very this blended is how family. much yeah. we love our kids. That Corinne and I couldn't be more opposite. Literally, we're going after each other sometimes. We look like two girls out of high school. <laughs> the only thing I don't want to do with Corinne is I don't want to text her because she'll beat me in a text. I get her on the phone, I'm going to annihilate her. But she'll, on texting, she'll annihilate you. She, she's using words like, what does that mean? Look that up in the dictionary right now. What is she trying to say to me? <laughs> it's well, the it, running joke. But the things that you do. Yeah. But It's if, because we love our kids and we that's, love each it other. Sounds like I do love you, Corinne. Yeah. I would do anything in the world for Corinne. And she would do anything for both of my kids. And I would do anything. Look. When she had a, a meltdown with one of her sons and physically got ill and, and we don't have to get into it, she made one phone. Mikey said, Mom, you call Cindy. If anybody can get this all taken care of, the right doctors, yeah. 
Corinne's on the phone with me. Yeah. He set up that kid with the right doctor. Oh, five minutes, bang, bang, bang. Yeah. Misdiagnosed yeah. him, almost changed his path to his success. Yes. Hold that thought. I'm holding my thought. I'm Cindy Stump on the Tough as Nails on WBZ News Radio 1030. Sponsored by Pella Windows of Boston, Next Day Molding, and Kennedy Carpet. And I'm Cindy Stump on WBZ News Radio 1030. And I'm here with Sammy. I'm here with Corinne. I'm here with Dr. Melinda. Dr. Melinda, question. What are some things parents should know about the ways kids might react to a divorce? Um, well, I mean, your daughter just gave a really good example where not all kids are the same. You kind of realize, yeah, let's move forward. I know who I am and it's going to be okay. Yeah, it didn't yeah. bother me that my parents got divorced. I knew it wasn't because of me. And I think that that's a big mistake that parents make when they fight over kids and use us as weapons that we think it's because of us. And that's what causes us to have later issues in life. Yeah. I mean, so some of the later issues in life, um, kids who's not all kids, but some kids whose parents experience divorce, they have they have more um, more health issues. They have more higher incidence of anxiety, depression. Um, some studies show that kids of divorce actually have a shorter lifespan over time because of some of these health issues that come up or these mental health issues. So I think oh, it's- geez, a, I'm going back and getting married. <laughs> I, think it's, I, think I didn't know all this back then. <laughs> well, I might have yeah, suffered I mean, it out a bit. No, good. We knew nothing a long time ago. Now we're collecting data on it. So the thing to keep in mind is that for um, regardless of the age of your child, sometimes when stressful things happen like a divorce, it is not uncommon for kids to regress. Under stress, we all regress. So you might have a 16, 17, 18-year-old child in front of you. You're thinking like almost all the work is done here. But something like a divorce happens and they end up having to split and go to different places. You could end up having what seems like either a 3-year-old or a 10-year-old in front of you. Um, because under stress, kids regress. You might have kids who um, they have a change in how they're doing in school. They might have been really like great superstars in school all of a sudden have a drop in their academic performance. They might um, have problems getting along with other kids in school where before they were doing fine. So I think it's really important for parents to, um, in high-stress situations where you're going through a divorce or you're breaking up, you're changing household too. Sometimes the focus can, can entirely be on how stressful your own life is. And it takes a lot of energy, emotional energy, to say, wait a minute, let me focus on what's going on with my kids. Let me be in tune to them and their emotional needs. Um, and really working hard to make sure that you aren't taking your own stresses out on the kids. I mean, it's it's human nature when we're, think about it, when, you, um, when you're driving home on yeah, your and commute. Yeah, and she says something stupid, I say, I'm going to stab your eyeballs out. <laughs> exactly. I mean, and we know you still have two eyes, so it's fine. But know that in these kinds of times, these... If you kind of joke that way all the time, in these high-stress situations when you say to a kid, I'm going to murder you, yeah, you know, in those times, that might feel very different. And so this is how sometimes in relationships, when parents pit themselves against each other, when the kids feel really vulnerable or they don't feel like, um, you know, mom's mad at me or dad's mad at me, it's all my fault, then um, one parent or the other can be pretty successful in getting Talk. kids to believe it's the other parent's problem. Yeah, I, I, that's manipulation. Yeah. So one parent, I think, 
or both sometimes try to manipulate. I'm not trying to manipulate my children ever, okay? Everybody's going to see what they're going to see when they get older and understand. I had somebody say to me, you should, my son, my son was very upset with me. I wasn't honest with him. I'm the first woman in his life, right, that he meets, that he loves, correct? Yes. Okay. He's eight years old. I'm not going to say, hey, Chad, mommy and daddy's marriage is over because daddy's a serial cheater. No, I'm, 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 I'm exaggerating. No, I'm not. Actually. Um, <laughs> I disagree. I think she should have. Sam has argued with me for the last, I don't know how long, 15 years. So, so I should have told, hold on, my eight-year-old son, why? And I didn't. I would say, daddy's going to live in this house. We're going to live here. There's, the door's always open. Daddy comes and goes as he wants. I don't think an eight-year-old has to know the reason but she took the heat for my dad and my dad shouldn't have let her. But mm. my brother wasn't stupid. He still knew he just wasn't, he was just, he just thought it was his fault. So, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, that's I, I the thing with that. kids. So you tell me, doc, you would they tell They figure your, things out okay, when so, we try to protect them. All right. So uh, you would tell an eight year old boy. Your if you're, you're going to choose to get divorced and you have to choose to also tell your kid the truth. Otherwise it's never going to. Well, the, the, well like I don't the, know you're a psychiatrist, yeah. but when you have that MD, I'm going to listen to you. Now well, listen to the, the rule doctor. Of, <laughs> the rule of thumb on that is that you share information with kids that's consistent with their developmental level and what they're able to tolerate. So can an eight-year-old handle that? An eight-year-old doesn't really understand, you know, someone's cheating on someone okay, else. But you. what they do understand is that we don't love each other anymore and we want to try to see if we can love other people. And they will understand that? I don't think my son would have gone for that one. That would have well, been, you're you're right on that. So love with kids is unconditional. It's supposed to be forever. Correct. And so the thing is, uh, you don't figure out until later on that um, love is what we call transitional with adults. It's in the moment. He sometimes was, it's there. He was sometimes my delivery, it changes. And I want to know if I was wrong now, all these years later, because he's much different than she is. Right, Corinne? She's very, mm, and he's more like I'm going to blame everybody for my my for my crap. Okay. I said to Chad at eight. Dad and I just need some time away from each other right now. We just need a break to see if we can work out our personal problems. The delivery was very easy. Again, Joe was in that house every day, every night. He just didn't sleep there. So one time, Samantha did, said to me, a chat said to me, you know, we're no different than any other family except you and Daddy don't live together with Chad. But you, we were out for dinner three nights a week, the same as we were when we were married. It didn't matter. So, How did your son react to that when you said, spending some time apart, we're going to try to figure it out? I think Chad just went, that's when he went into, I saw the depression mode hit within three months. Yeah, I mean, I think my initial response how to I, that. How did I know about that? Weight came on. Yeah. Let me eat four bowls of pasta that Nona just made instead of one. He was drowning. She was 16. She was already in high school. She had a friend. She stayed occupied. Mikey. My son. With, with Corinne. Mikey was how old? 13. So now Chad's best friend, Mikey, is going through the same thing. So I think it was, oh, okay, Mikey doesn't have a mommy and daddy together anymore, so this is good. Like, I'm getting this now. Yeah. Maybe he wasn't getting it through his family, but he was getting it through Corinne and Kevin, too. So he was, he was I mean, in the, the age of when it happened, too. I mean, adolescence is a horrible time for so, okay, everyone. Right. So the, yeah. the, 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 I was going to ask this question. I don't so think it would have mattered what age it was at, though. Is there a better age? Like, you always hear people say, I'm going to wait till the kids go off to college. There's is never there? no there's never i mean so that's a myth yeah i mean you're so think about it this way your worst day single is still better than your best day in a bad marriage 
And the one tool you have as a parent is to give unconditional love to your child. If you're in a relationship where that is sucking the life out of you, then you can't give to your kids. So there's never a good time for it to happen, but there's never an ideal time. And typically, if you delay and say, well, we're going to stay together for the kids, the resentment builds between the two of you kids can see it. And so then that has its own adverse consequences. So I think really people just need to figure out what's best for themselves and their kids over time. And um, it's ideal when your partners that you're breaking up with can have a conversation with you, can be in the room with you, because that's also role modeling for kids. This is how you solve conflict. It's just because we disagree doesn't mean that we can't live in the same world, be in the same room, eat at the same table. What it means is that we can disagree and that we can we can figure out how to get through difficult times. Doc, can families be families having divorced parents? Can we still live as a family, in your professional opinion, have new people in our lives? I'm in a serious relationship, and I've been divorced from Joe for 18, whatever, I've been apart for 18 years. You're due. So, you know, I, 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 it's time for me to have my life yeah okay i love for the record we didn't stop her that was her own self for stopping herself from not wanting to go i'm not the type of woman pushed her to do it she pushed me right out the door (laughs) to go with ray okay but at the end of the day um that's just not me to go sit at capitol grill with a bunch of divorced women and having drinks i don't drink number one and it's just not my cup of tea that's just not what i do to be seen at the local bar hanging out that's just not who i am and to let, you know, every Tom, Dick, and Harry come through my door, that wasn't going to happen either. My son would have absolutely lost his mind. Absolutely lost his mind anyways. Is there a time when three, four years goes by, whatever, and you get into a serious relationship, is there a, is there a good time when a mother should introduce a man to her son? Like, she's got two sons. I've, I've got a daughter and a son. So that makes it harder, I think, for boys and moms. I think the introduction, girls with their fathers. The introduction should be... Only when you have a strong sense that this person is going to be around for a while. The rest of your life. Oh, you, yeah. you think another rest of your life game thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe you hedge your bets on that a, a little bit. Um, I think the 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 key is that when you are dating post divorce and you've got kids, is to make sure that you aren't expecting this new person to parent your kids because that's your job. Okay. But bottom line, you agree, Doc, that bring that man home or bring that woman home when you think it's another forever or another long-lasting relationship. Yeah, I mean, if you're tindering and swiping, you don't want to bring those folks home. You don't. You know. And I wouldn't. Corinne? No. Okay. So there we go. We're back to say, Sammy? I agree. Would you want to see men come in and out of the house? No, but I wanted you to date, not sit home. That she did. Okay, I'm not going to say hold that thought because we're not thinking right now. I'm Cindy Stomp on the Toughest Nails on WBZ News Radio 1030. We'll be right back. Sponsored by Newbrook Realty Group, Stowe Corp, London Glass, Millennium Marble and Granite, World Auto Body, and Tosca Drive Auto Body. I'm Cindy Stump on WBZ News Radio 1030, and I'm here with Sammy. I'm here with Corinne. I'm here with Dr. Melinda. Okay, bottom line is, are all our kids screwed? <laughs> I just no. don't know that. No. Not all of no. them. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> no. How many come out unaffected? Do most get affected? What are we going to do here? I think the more you're honest with us, the less affected we are. How about that? All right, listen, when you get married, because like, I think we all got married a lot younger too, by the way. Yeah, yeah. And 
now you're a generation, you're 32, you're all getting married later in life. Yeah. You're, you're going to be together forever, I think. might be That might be the good thing. I, I think it probably is a good thing. I can tell you that we had a family member tell us that by staying friends, that was going to be more negative for our kids. And recently, she actually took me aside and apologized for saying that. And she can't believe how great our two boys are. And, and she, you really need to hear that from somebody else, though? No, I, it, when she did tell me that, I knew it. I, I knew we were not going to have horrible kids, that we were actually going to have kids that were pretty solid Corinne, and you got, you got two great kids, okay? Yeah, so do you. No, I got I got one that's all there, and the other one, we still got to get him out of there. <laughs> well, we're, we're crawling with Chad. But at the end of the day, we got Mikey, okay? And Mikey, and this is, this is a family like you can't believe. Like, listen, you need to listen. We are all divorced, okay? And we have group texts that go on that you can't even believe. Like, sometimes when those group texts, and my ex on there, and this one's on there, and Mikey, and all of our kids, and we're destroying each other. And five minutes later, everybody want to meet the diner for breakfast? Like, it didn't just happen. It's the most dysfunctional group, and we love each other. Okay? Well, and you that's developed really your own truth. language and your own communication like style. We're divorced for the record. No. Yeah. no. So and maybe it, none of us really know what divorce feels like because we don't have that. And that's what our kids say, is that they're very thankful that we're a family. And we took Chad with us down to Parents Weekend, Adam's Parents Weekend. Chad was with us. And this, you're talking a very tight-knit community. It's down in Virginia. And people thought Chad... Or one of our sons goes to VMI. Chad thought that he was our family. And I said, of course he's our family. But they thought we, my, all three boys looked alike. They couldn't look more different than from each other. All three looked different. Yeah. But bottom line is here, they're going to get affected. We all know that. Correct? Yeah. And we can do everything right. One comes out great, and the other one is like unscathed. unscathed. And well, Some kids are more resilient than others. Some can handle more emotional challenges than others. And Yeah, but maybe that kid would be a screwball, even if we all stayed together, if we didn't. Possibly, yes. Yeah, so you know, never right? know. Yeah. Well, Cindy, I have to say, I think our three boys went through a period where they were angry at us. They were angry at you and I. Yes. Yeah. More than their fathers. Yes. And because, in my situation, yes. he's the one that but screwed up, not me. Because yes. you didn't tell him the truth. Well, this is what it was I, I don't know, Sammy. I, I think that definitely plays part of Chad's anger. I think I was at least told by a therapist that boys tend to get angry at their mothers, and I'd love for you to comment on this, because they know they're going to be there at the end. When they finally make it through the anger part, that they're going to be there. Yeah, I might be dead because Chad's killing me, okay? <laughs> I've, I've, um, in thinking about anger, it's good to deconstruct it. Almost always it's, it's either hurt or fear. And um, so the anger can seem really scary. But if you, if you break it down to what is my child afraid of? What is, what is my child hurting about? You can go towards oh, that doc, instead doc, of seeing the anger. That's the hard part. I mean, I'm trying to find out what the demon is in my kid. Like, I find out her demon. I brought it out. We put her. We got it going. She's great. She's killing it. She's succeeding. She's been doing this since 27. She's the bomb. Well, the other I'm, one, I want to put my foot down on his neck and say, throw up already. Talk to me. What are you mad about? What are you angry about? Well, I think it's interesting because you brought this up, the anger. Oftentimes for kids, and not all kids, but for some kids, the divorce of their parents mirrors the death of something in their lives. They've lost a life as they know it. And so some of the reactions to grief can be denial, anger, shock, Mm. bargaining. And then acceptance is the last stage. But then when maybe Mother's Day or Father's Day or family events come along, you can be back in a hot second to anger. Mm -hmm. Or you can be- There you go. That's why parents listen. You gotta do the holidays together. You gotta do the birthdays together. You have to be a family just because you're divorced. 
stopping selfish. You get well, a new girlfriend, can, I get a boyfriend. Too bad. Everybody's going to have to learn. This house family runs. If you can do it and you can all be together and you can be there genuinely. No, not can you do it. You have to do it. Well, but if you're not able to be as you know, thoughtful and mindful Unless as you been, two no, are. Hold on, hold on. Let me take that back. If you're in a domestic abusive type relationship, then you need to get away. Well, yeah. And that's it. That's it. And those kids but, understand that. But I'm talking about two people that just didn't make it because one got selfish, one cheated, one wants to go off somewhere else. I once had a friend say to me, the relationship and the marriage is over when the high is gone. I'm like, what high? What are you talking about? When the sex high is gone, I'm like, hon, you're going to be like every three years, like off with another guy. Like, what, <laughs> what is that all about? You got a family of two kids. That's what you're telling me when the high's gone, the marriage is over. Oh my gosh! I swear to God, I never heard that. It was I, I was mortified. I've not heard that either. Yeah, when that's the high's a, gone, yes. the marriage is no, over. So the no. sex is gone. Well, that's gone in about. Well, everybody I don't know. would be divorced if that was true. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So okay. So here we go. But again, they're going. To, we're disrupting the most important people's lives. Our children. You know, not for nothing. No disrespect, guys. But I carried my kids for nine months. They're mine. Okay. Joe was a donor, but I carried them. I gave birth to them. I owe them for the rest. I started this conversation with, I owe my kids for the rest of their life. I gave birth to them. I, my father would say, I brought you into this world and I can take you out. She tells me that all the time. Okay. But at the end of the day, my job is to love, protect, and have their backs. And if sometimes I got to deal with Joe's nonsense and he's got to deal with mine, because I'm sure he thinks mine is nonsense too, that's too bad. Because we have two beautiful kids that have two beautiful souls. Like everybody else out there that's divorced, you guys have beautiful children. And I'm not talking about physically how they look. They're your babies. You gave birth to them. You owe them stability. And what does that mean? That means get your head out of your behind and have a conversation with your ex and say, listen, we didn't have a great divorce. It stunk. It was bad. But you know what? We got three, four kids together and they're at all ages and we got to find a way to make this work. If there's a problem with Chad, Joe and I have to go out with Chad and have dinner with him. If Sammy needs us, she might only need Joe that moment. That's great. She might only need me that moment. That's great. She might need both of us. I don't want my kids to ever, and this was the Please. big one. And even so, if I tell her something, automatically my dad knows, even if I didn't want him to know. And if I tell dad, he automatically wants to know. I go, what are you guys, like parrots? Because I'll tell you why. <laughs> they can't think that they can conquer and divide just because you're split. Right. So if they think they can do that, they're little manipulators children. They'll figure yeah, a way to, and they, to manipulate you. they usually you. try to do that at the beginning of the separation. And, and when you've been divorced as long as we have, they know that they can't do that anymore. But Cindy, I think the most important piece of what you're saying is when you're amicable with your ex, you're providing a better foundation for your kids. And you're setting a role model for them when they have a relationship when they get older that they can see it's based on a foundation of friendship okay. and trust. But remember, then you get into relationships like Corinne and I, we have relationships, and you know, I, got, I, I have to go and get engaged to a Gemini, which couldn't get any worse for a cancer. I'm all gray, he's black and white. Boundaries, boundaries. Her son said to me the other day, I'm never going to another psychiatrist again. I go, why is that? Boundaries, boundaries. <laughs> you know, I hate that word. Mikey and I decided we hate the word boundaries. This family has no boundaries, we have no filter, and it is what it is, and it works and it rolls. Please, doc, deliver to people that the truth is, if you're not coming out of a, a, an abusive, horrific relationship like that, two people just can't seem to work and groove together as a married couple. Don't let this, you know, and again, I'll say it again, somebody usually gets more hurt. You can't take it out on your kids. You can't, I don't know how to drill this into people's heads, and I'm not weird. And Corinna, not, uh, no, you're not, you're not weird about this. I think the key is to, as a parent, maybe one of our goals should be just to make new mistakes the next time. 
to work really hard to put your kids first, to be aware that we're not always going to be perfect and that there are times we're going to make mistakes with our kids. There are going to be times when we just can't be um, neutral and we're going to say things about our exes that uh, we wish we could take back and to be aware of that. Doc, are you married? I am not. Okay. Were you ever married? I never have you. been. That's a, I, give me a fist pump on that one. Okay, hold on. Good one. She did good, okay? Um, I like to do too much of what I like to do. Okay. So she admits she's caught up in her own world, in your own head, and you don't want to share that, your life with anybody. That, that... is painfully accurate, yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, listen, what, what floats your boat, that's what I have to say. I, I don't judge anybody. That's I don't do what makes you happy. But for your listeners who are struggling to get to the point that you two have gotten to, it's possible. Um, and no. sometimes... See, that's why, th- here's where the strong personality comes out of me. No, it's not possible. You just make it happen. Suck it up, own it. You got married to that person. You owe that family a family whether it's a family of 2019, I'm not saying 1950, it's not 1964, but you, husband and wife, better get your crap together for the sake of your children, okay? Because it's gonna keep filtering down to your grandchildren. Monkey see, monkey do, monkey see, monkey do. We learn from what we see. That's true. Okay, we're 50% our mother, 50% our father, and we take the best of both and we become human beings. I'm Cindy Stumper. We're going off to break. This is Tough as Nails on WBZ News Radio 1030. Want to join the conversation with Cindy and her guests? Text or call 339-222-6955. That's 339-222-6955. And I'm Cindy Stumper on WBZ News Radio 1030, and I'm here with my co-host, Sammy. And we're talking about keeping your children out of your divorce drama. And we're here with Corinne, and we're here with Dr. Melinda. And that song says it all, and we just disagree. Corinne, go ahead, take my show. you got two minutes. Cindy, I think when you're getting divorced or separated, you really need to focus on the kids. And that means even if the kids are 32 and you're divorcing, you've got to do what's right for them. You just said that, 32, you're still calling them kids, right? Yeah, they're always going to be your kids. Thank you. And I just saw my mother this past weekend. She's 83 and I'm 99. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and you're still kids. I'm always going to be her daughter. I'm always going to be her child. She was calling me by the nickname Corinne. You know, that's just, I'm her child in her eyes. So for us, what was most important was that we stay friends and that we co-parent together. And that meant we made decisions about our children together. And we're still doing that at the ages of 22 and 25. And it's hard, it's not easy, but it's the right thing. And doing the right thing isn't always easy. Have we stumbled? Yes. Have we made mistakes? I'm sure we have. I could probably tell the doc what we've done and she can find ways for things to be done better. But I think we are viewed weirdly because... Oh, yeah, we're aliens. Doc, yeah. we're aliens. Doc, just tell us we're not aliens, please. You are not aliens. Do you have anything you can tell the listeners? Please. You got 20 seconds. 18, I, I 17. I think it's just to go off what, what, what Corinne just said, is love your kids, be there for them, listen to them, hear them, and watch them grow and take notice. Okay. This is Cindy Stumpo on WBZ News Radio 1030. Have a great, safe weekend, and we'll see you next week. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. 
the laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.